The work you do for your clients feels fulfilling and impactful, but running a business? That feels hard. You're not only in charge of your client work, you're also head of marketing, management, admin, client satisfaction, systems and processes. Yeah, it can feel overwhelming. That's where this podcast comes in. You're listening to The Simple Business Show with me, Nisha Woolery. Each week, we'll discuss simple ways to start, market, and organize your service-based business. My mission? To teach solopreneurs how to simplify their business so they can earn more money by doing less stuff. Let's dive in. Just quickly interrupting the show to let you know about the freebie that comes with this episode. If you know you need to organize your service-based business, but you think you don't have time and you don't even know where to start, don't worry, I've got you. I created a free roadmap called the Roadmap to Organize Your Business, and it maps out the exact 10 areas of your biz that you need to organize ASAP. Step one is an area most solopreneurs overlook, but organize this and you'll not only achieve peace of mind, you'll most likely make more income. To download your free roadmap, go to nishawoolery.com slash roadmap. Hello, hello. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today, I want us to chat about how to be productive or more productive when working from home. Before I had my own business, I used to see photos of pretty workspaces and women working from home and think that it looked so easy and fun. But after working from home for eight years now, I can tell you it isn't always as easy as it seemed at first. I wholeheartedly believe that it can be simple, but simple and easy are not the same. Sometimes you'll just have days when you struggle to get stuff done, stay focused and complete your to-do list, when you just struggle to be productive, basically. So in today's episode, I'm going to share everything that has helped me personally to be more productive. You'll get a glimpse at my working hours, my morning routine and more, but I want to start off by emphasising not everyone's work from home flow is the same because we're all unique human beings. What works for one person may not feel good to another and some of us are morning people, some of us are night owls. Some don't like working weekends, some really do and that's their most productive time of the week. So when listening to this episode, take the tips that will work for you and leave the rest. I also want to point out that I'm recording this episode in May 2020 when we're in the middle of a pandemic and we have been on lockdown for a couple of months. And so productivity looks a bit different in this time to what it used to look like before the pandemic. So I do want everyone to bear that in mind. If you're listening right now, in the month of June, I think this is set to come out in, or July. (laughs) I don't know what is going to be happening with the pandemic at that time. And I think that this pandemic really has been affecting people's productivity and their anxiety levels and just really forcing us all to slow down. So I do want you to keep that in mind as well, because I don't want you to feel like you have some kind of a pressure to be as productive as you were before this crisis compared to now when we have very different circumstances and different thoughts going on in our minds 
and so much is happening around us to our loved ones and to people in the world. So with that said, let's jump in. I want to kick things off by talking about my morning routine. Lately, I've been trying to put my phone outside of the bedroom at night so that I can't go on it first thing in the morning. And to be completely honest with you, it's been a hard habit to keep up with, but I'm trying. (laughs) So basically, I get up, I make a coffee, journal, do a 10 minute meditation using the Calm app, and I work out or stretch. But if I'm having a lazier day and I don't really feel like working out, I will just stretch because I believe that exercise is a way to celebrate your body and not punish it. That's not an original thought, by the way. I've definitely heard that somewhere. I'm sure it's a famous quote, but that's how I like to see things. So what I will do is I will just do a 15 minute stretch if I'm not in the mood to work out. But most days I'll try and do a 10 minute workout. Nothing terribly hard because if it was I wouldn't really look forward to it and I like my mornings to be a time of the day that I can really look forward to. I also like to try and do something in the morning time to help me work towards a personal goal, like practice guitar or read or something like that. At the moment, it's been reading because I have this goal of reading 12 books this year because I love to read, love, love, love it. And last year, I think I only read one book. (laughs) So this year I've been trying to get that habit back in my life because it's something that I really enjoy. I use my morning routine to work on self-care and personal goals before anything else gets in the way. I find that if I don't do these things first thing in the morning, it just doesn't get done. And I'll just spend all of my time throughout the day focusing on my business or on other people and not the things that matter so much to me, like my self-care, mental and physical health. I have an episode all about morning routines, episode 30, so go and check that out. I'll link to it below in the show notes. The next thing I want us to chat about is work from home uniforms, which isn't as depressing as it sounds. I choose not to work in pyjamas because I just feel that when I'm a tiny bit more dressed up, I tend to be more productive because it makes me feel good. So I have about five or so outfits that I know are comfortable and look good and make me feel good. And then I get to just choose from those really quickly and easily in the morning times. As business owners, we are constantly making decisions all day, every day. It's actually estimated that we make 35,000 decisions a day. And by already having a few outfits chosen for me to work in, I'm removing the decision from my daily life about what to wear. And I'm freeing up my brain time and energy for more important decisions. Moving on to my workspace, I have two desk areas actually, and I'm always more productive when I work from a real desk space than when I work from my bed or the sofa or a dining table. That's just what works for me personally is I always find I'm more productive when I'm sitting at a desk. I like to have a bottle of water on my desk every day to stay hydrated Because to be completely truthful, remembering to drink water is something that I've always been pretty bad at. So I fill my water bottle up every day and I just make sure that that's on my desk so that I can just drink from it throughout the day. My phone goes in a drawer and I've recently even begun deleting Instagram every day and then reinstalling it around 3pm or something, 
which isn't something you have to do, but it's just something that I've been finding helpful because particularly during the quarantine, I've been spending a lot more time on my phone, especially on Instagram. And I found myself automatically going to my phone, automatically opening up Instagram so many times throughout the day. So what I decided to do was delete the app and then reinstall it around three o'clock-ish, sometimes five o'clock-ish. That way I don't even have it as an option to go on when I open my phone, unless I like go through the process of reinstalling it and re-logging in. So it's just something that I've put in place to stop me from spending needless amounts of time on my phone. Another thing that you could do is put your phone on airplane mode to avoid any distractions of notifications. When I'm working, I either listen to a playlist called Coffee Shop Vibes, which I will link to below. It's on Spotify and it's really good. Or I don't listen to music at all because music with vocals in it, to be honest, really distracts me. I find myself singing along to the music, listening to the lyrics, and then my focus and concentration isn't on my work. I travel a lot, so depending on whether or not I'm living with someone, what I'll do when I work is I'll close the door to my workspace and I'll also let people know in the house if I'm on a call or I'm recording content for my podcast. Most of the time, everyone is really great about this and they'll keep the noise down and won't disturb me when I need to record. But if that's not the case, I have occasionally recorded in my car, which isn't as bad as it seems. I kind of like recommend you trying it because because when I did record in my car for a change, I felt like my brain enjoyed the change of atmosphere and it actually helped me to just come more alive and just come up with ideas that I maybe wouldn't have usually. And that was all thanks to a simple change in environment. So I recommend doing something like that if you can. And I would love to know, I'd love to hear from you, where do you work best from? Do you work best from bed or the kitchen table or your desk? Share this episode and your answer on Instagram stories and tag me at Nisha Woolery. Just want to give a quick shout out to this week's sponsor, my free masterclass, The Simple 10-Step Plan to Organize Your Service-Based Business, Even If You Have No Time. If you've been feeling stressed and overwhelmed from doing hashtag all the things in your biz and you're ready to stress less, work less hours, but make more money, this masterclass is for you. You'll not only learn my simple 10-step framework to organizing your business, you'll also learn how organizing it can double your income. No exaggeration, I'll even show you how one of my students achieved this. Go to nishawillery.com slash masterclass to sign up today. Okay, so let's talk work times. I usually start working around 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. if I know that I've got a bigger work day ahead of me. And I'll start by checking Slack to communicate with my team. And then what I do is I work in batch days or batch weeks. So if I have a big project, I'll give myself two weeks to focus on that and only that no other projects. So I particularly do this with things like course updates or podcast content, things like that. If it's not a big project and I don't need a week or two to focus on it, I'll try and do a batch day instead. So I do something like that for Instagram where I'll spend a day and I'll just, you know, spend that whole day taking photos and writing captions 
and trying to batch as much content as I can and schedule that to post to my Instagram feed. During my working hours, I use what's called the Pomodoro technique, but only if I really can't concentrate and I'm not getting much done. And if you don't know what the Pomodoro technique is, and I hope that I'm saying that right, but I don't know whether I am, (laughs) I'll explain it briefly right now. So one Pomodoro is a 25 minute time frame, and I use a free Pomodoro timer, which I'll link to in the show notes, to time my 25 minutes. And then at the end, there's a bell that rings and then it gives me or tells me to have a five minute break and then start a new 25 minute timer. And I find that this really helps me because I can have a tendency to be a perfectionist. And when that tendency kicks in, it often takes me way too long to complete a task because I'm just focusing on making it perfect, which is impossible because nothing can ever be perfect. So instead of doing that, I'll stop myself and I'll tell myself, I can complete this task in five Pomodoros. I will track myself using the tracker and then I'll push myself to complete that task within the time frame that I chose. I always like to remind myself when I am becoming a bit perfectionistic that done is better than perfect and something doesn't need to be perfect to be impactful. Hopefully, if you are somewhat a bit of a perfectionist like me, those two affirmations will really help you as well. Now let's talk breaks. Every day at about 1pm I make lunch and it's always one of like three meals because I can be very indecisive. So I like to cut down the amount of decisions that I have to make about things like what I eat for lunch. So it's usually something like a chicken wrap or avocado on toast or quinoa and veggies. At around 1.30pm usually, although it's not always the same time, but usually, I'll go to the park for a 30 minute walk, but I don't really time these walks to be honest. I'm just guessing that it's usually 30 minutes, but really it's however long that I want. If I'm out on a walk and I'm really enjoying it and I'm getting a lot of like ideas and inspiration, then I'll just go for as long as I want to. Obviously, if I have a really busy work day, I won't. But most days I just, I don't give myself a really strict time frame to stick to for my walks because they're one of my favorite parts of the day. I make time for these walks no matter how busy I am because they refresh me and they give me and my brain a break from work. I come home at the end of them always feeling energized, inspired and ready to dive back into work. Whereas when I don't have breaks or go outside, I tend to get tired by 3pm and I hit this wall where I just can't focus anymore and I start producing sloppy work. So if you have been finding that you hit a wall sometimes at certain points in your day where you just can't focus and your work isn't as great as it should be, it may be because you're not giving your brain a break or you're not getting some some fresh air and just some time in nature. So I would really recommend trying that and seeing how it works for you. The last part of my day is all about, you know, ending things and wrapping things up. So twice a week, I end my work week by going into my inbox and answering any emails that my virtual assistant has labelled for my attention. If you're an introvert, then maybe you can relate, but my inbox drains my energy really quickly. So if I checked my inbox every morning, I know for a fact that it would put me in a bad mood for the rest of the day. So I'm really strict with only checking my inbox at the end of two days a week because 
I can do this because I have an inbox manager. So if you don't and you can't afford one, what I would say is give yourself one day a week where you don't check your inbox, like a Monday, for instance, or maybe set a certain time at the end of each day to check your inbox instead of the start. Just whatever you do, you don't have to do those things, but whatever you do, just find something that works for you and helps you protect your energy. To end all of my other work days, I check Slack for messages from my virtual assistant and my other team members, like my podcast editor and my Pinterest manager. And I tend to give myself 5pm as a finish time simply because that's when my brain feels done for the day, but it's not rigid. If I'm really feeling like I'm in flow, I'll keep going. But just finish whenever feels best for you. There's no right or wrong time to work. I feel like we have been conditioned to work 9 to 5 p.m. But if you're a night owl and you work better at 10 p.m., do it. You're your own boss and you make the rules. So work at times that you are most productive. At night, I try to put my phone in another room or like in a drawer or something and not take it to bed with me so that I don't grab it immediately when I wake up. And that is pretty much it. That is how I stay productive throughout the day. And I hope these tips give you ideas for having a more productive day when working from home. There are just a couple more tips that I would like to share with you though. The first one is, if people you live with don't take your business seriously, you may find them asking you to do things throughout the day for them as if working from home means that you're not actually really working. If this is the case, have a conversation with them and show them your income figures, your client roster or your schedule. Anything that helps them to see that even though you're at home, you are working and you're doing a real job. This will prevent them from asking you to do errands and chores and go for a coffee with them during your work hours when you're really in the zone. The second thing is politely tell friends and family what your work hours are and set a boundary that during those hours you won't be available to text, talk on the phone or go for a quick coffee with them or something like that. There's nothing worse for your productivity than a friend knocking on your door right as you're in the zone. It can feel selfish and mean, I know, because I'm still not super great at this, to be honest with you. It's a work in progress for me. But when we create and preserve our boundaries, we also create and preserve our self-respect, self-trust, productivity and creativity. We send a message to ourselves and to friends and family that we and our businesses are worthy of respect. Now, the third tip was use a tool to write your to-do list in. And I would like to recommend an online project management tool called Asana, which is free. And I use this free tool to create to-do lists for bigger projects so that I can move the tasks across days really easily and see exactly what I need to work on every week. I teach you more about Asana actually inside of my free masterclass, 10 Steps to Go from Overwhelmed to Organized, which I'll link to below. Alternatively though, if you're more of a paper planner kind of person, I recommend this one called Productivity Planner and I'll link to that in the show notes. It's designed to help you track your Pomodoros like we spoke about earlier and it's not really ideal for larger projects but I 100% recommend it just for tracking daily to-do lists. And I really, again, I really recommend Asana for the bigger projects. But for smaller tasks and daily to-dos, 
The productivity planner, the printed one, is fab. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really love it if you could share a screenshot and your biggest takeaway on Instagram and tag me at Nisha Willery. Another way to be highly productive when you're working from home is to organize, automate and delegate inside of your business. I find personally that a messy business gives me a messy mind, but an organized and simple business helps me feel less stressed and more focused. So if you need help organizing your online service-based business, go ahead and download my free roadmap to organize your business. Just go to nishawillery.com slash roadmap or use the link below in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. It was awesome chatting with you again and I will speak to you in next week's episode. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to. And iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.